Harriet Kamek, the host of Down to Earth, the show in which we talk about the issue that matters. And today on our show, I want to talk with you from the perspective, check this out, God shall wipe away your tears. I know just by saying that, it just meant the world to you to hear that God has actually heard your cry. He hears your cry. He hears every complaint, every word, every tear you have shed, every worry that's giving you gray hairs and the doctors are telling you better watch it, the stress level is too much, every concern that you have, God has heard it. Why haven't they been answered? Well, we're going to get into that in just a minute to explain away the explainable so that you know exactly what is going on, what is going to be done about it, and how you are going to obtain some relief. Believe me, it is going to be all right. It's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. So let's breathe. Take a deep breath. Come on. Inhale. Exhale. It is going to be okay because God in his word has told us that. And I'm going to take you into the scriptures and show you why I a survivor of childhood trauma, I, a survivor of adult trauma, I, a survivor of being beaten up, being abandoned, discarded, left aside, jobless, without a home, without a car, I, who having survived all of that, can sit here behind this television screen today and tell you through this medium and through this podcast that it is going to be okay and God is going to wipe away your tears. Amen. Amen. And we're going to take this from an unusual scripture. It's Revelation chapter 21. And I know most of us think, oh my goodness, Revelation is so apocalyptic. It is. It, it is. But inherent in its message, what we often miss is the assurance that God gives that it is going to be okay. I'll tell you this much. In 1997, it was me. I was in a very bad place. You know when a marriage is bad? When a marriage is going to end, it doesn't usually end overnight. It starts for years. So in 1997, that's the place where I found myself. I came to Detroit. I was visiting my sister and my mom who lived here and my family. And they were here. And I had a dream. It's written in my book, Visions. And in that dream, I saw the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I knew it was because it says the end and the very last chapter of Revelation. Something that for years, most preachers I had listened to had struggled with. And so I read it at the end. And that was how I knew that all the things that I dreamt about that night, All the terrible things that I saw in my dreams about my own life, my own experiences, and about the world and the various political issues and so on, and all the the catalytic things that we're seeing right now, they're so weird, like the weirdest weather and catastrophic weather phenomena that we're experiencing. I saw all of these in that dream in April of 1997 in Detroit, Michigan. But at the end, I saw that it was going to be all right. Okay? So Revelation chapter 21 is where we're going to take our scripture from this morning. 
And I know most preachers who have ever preached this have preached this with fire and brimstone railing from heaven. And maybe that was necessary for another period in history. But in this season, I want you to hear clearly what God is going to do so that there is no mistaking about the intent of his love and the purpose of all these things. Amen. Amen. So often we go through things and we're like, why? Why did I have to go through that? Was that necessary? That tore me apart. Sometimes there is a purpose to everything under the sun and we can't always see it and make no mistake about it. We are never in agreement with it. But at the end of it, when it is all said and done, when you emerge out of it, you realize that it made you stronger. You learned something new and it taught you an essential lesson that you would never have known. It gave you some experience. And I like to put it this way. It added another tool to your toolbox. Amen. Amen. So we're going to go into this in a minute. But before I do, let me tell you a little bit real quickly who I am. I'm Harriet Gail Kamak. I don't know why I'm inserting my middle name nowadays. I don't know if it's not enough to just say Harriet Kamak. Yeah, I'm an author and speaker. I'm also the founder of the Exodus Foundation. So for more information, go to the exodusfoundation.com where you can find more information about who we are, why we do what we do, and how we erase human trafficking and and violence against women and girls, not just in our community, but as a speaker, we go all over the country to talk about this, all over the world to talk about this. So if you want more information on how to invite me to speak, sure, go for it and invite us over to speak. You can also find more information about me and my books on amazon.com as well as on Google and so on. Amen. Amen. I just want to thank you in advance for your support. And for those of you who are watching us, I just want to say thank you for tuning in every day that you watch us. I know on some channels we're on multiple times and I'm so very grateful to all of you. Thank you for those who are behind the camera, for those of you who are the producers and you are the ones who edit and so on. Thank you for putting up with all my foibles <laughs> and thank you so much for airing our broadcast. I'm so very grateful. Thank you so much. God bless you. Amen. Amen. So I want to share this with you this morning because I feel like we need an assurance. Uh, this is uh, this is being recorded on the fourth Sunday in August. So just to give you some perspective, we here in Michigan came through the last weekend with a catastrophic weather that we have never seen. Such unprecedented weather has been happening in Michigan in the last two years that we're not completely blown away. Because typically what we see is just, you know, blizzards, ice storms. Mm, okay, that's it. And for many years, I myself, like most of us, said, well, as soon as you can, you can, you know, when you get older, you're just going to move south. And then when the hurricanes come, you're like, oh, breaks on that. I think I'm going to stay with the blizzards and the ice storms. And then all of a sudden we had like six tornadoes pass through this past weekend. And people were just like up in arms like crazy weather. So it makes you start for those of us who are farmers and those of us who have lost homes or tree fell on your house because we need the trees to preserve the ecosystem because the trees keep the rains. With the, We're surrounded by Great Lakes, so we need the trees to bring down precipitation. When the trees emit gases, it goes up as metamorphosis. It comes down, forms precipitation, and then precipitation becomes rain, right? Yeah. 
I sounded like a meteorologist there. <laughs> I actually enjoyed geography in school and I must have paid attention. So when it comes down as rain, we need the trees. The trees also absorb the exhaust fumes around us so we don't have a problem with smog. We don't have a problem with smog because of the Great Lakes that balance us on either side. And so we need the trees. But they have a problem too. The wind has become a factor. So many of us lost something. So I, I want to be, I want to hasten to assure you that it's going to be all right. And I want to take you right into my assurance and where I get my assurance from. So let me read with you. As you turn in your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 21, and I'm reading from the King James Version this morning of the Bible, and our concentration in a, is on verses four and five. But let me read verse one to you so you saw, see real quickly where this is going. And it says in verse 1, Revelation 21, King James Version, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Mm -hmm. And I, John, John here, the revelator, John, who wrote the book of John, yeah? And I, John, the, the not the brother of Jesus Christ, but the Apostle John, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse number three, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God, that's the covenant of God, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them. That's a message for you right there. That's a word for you. And he shall be their God. But check this out. Verse 4. Listen to this. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And in verse 5 it concludes by saying. And he that sat upon the throne said. Behold. I will make all things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. There endeth the reading of God's holy word. Father, in Jesus' name, let me decrease so that you might increase me. The words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts find acceptance in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. I pray for somebody watching and someone listening today that you find strength in these words. May you be strengthened in your inner man as you confound and face what you have to deal with this week. Maybe it's the insurance of justice. Maybe it's the folks from the bank. The bank loan is due, but your house just got blown away. Your house just got torn away. Your house just got washed up. Everything you had is gone in Jesus' name. I pray, behold, that all things be made new and that God himself is going to come and dwell with you and he's going to wipe away all the tears from your eyes, all the pain, all the disappointment, all the hurt. It's going to come up, come up, come up. 
In Jesus' name, I speak blessings over your life. In Jesus' name, I pray healing into somebody who has had a heart attack. Somebody who feels like they're going to have a stroke. The headaches are so bad. In Jesus' name, stop the worrying. Stop the stressing. In Jesus' name, somebody sitting in their kitchen right now and saying, what am I going to do? I don't know what else I'm going to do. I've worked all my life. My social security is not enough to take care of this. In Jesus' name, God is going to wipe away all your tears, whether that husband left, whether he died, the loss of it, the child who died, the child who is not acting right, the person who is not acting right on the job, your business looking like it's leaving you. You don't even know if you have a job tomorrow. You don't even know what's going to happen in Jesus name. God is going to wipe away all the tears from our eyes, in the mighty name of Jesus, people, let us be strong in ourselves. Pull ourselves up. Pull ourselves together and sit down and have a cup of tea with ourselves and say, now God, what do I do? I've lost everything. Where do I start over? Give us the strength to swallow the tears and to say, okay, God, what do I do? And be with your people. Send angels to bear us up. As the Bible says in Psalms 91, in Jesus' name, amen. And God shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. The very first time I ever read this, I obviously was not prepared to read Revelation because I grew up in a background. Well, let's just start at the beginning. So I grew up, I was born Baptist. So my folks owned a Baptist church. Okay. Then at some point I married a man who was Episcopalian. Mm, That came later. Okay. In the middle, I went to a Catholic high school. So while I was going to Baptist church on Sunday, I was going to Catholic high school during the day. Well, what happened? Well, you kind of just inundated with all kinds of religiosity and all kinds of religious thinking and religious teaching and theology. So I was familiar with Revelation. I had heard it, but it was preached from the background that God is going to come and strike people. And it seemed like God was vengeful because he was just going to come and unleash all kind of plagues and stuff on the people because he was such an angry person. Turns out nothing of that is true. It is the farthest thing from the truth. So when I got saved and I started reading the Bible, I actually found that God was none of those things. Yeah, he's vengeful. Yeah, he will reap and he will yoke you up when he tells you to do something and you don't do it. And he will avenge you. And yes, he vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He will bring vengeance on the people who hurt you. But those whom he loves, he loves them with a fierce love. So when I imagine me now reading Revelation. So when I became a preacher and I started preaching, I stayed away from Revelation. If the spirit ever kind of pushed me to go there, I'm like, oops, nope. I can't touch that one because I really don't think I want to tell people that. But you know what I found out? As I read through the scriptures, I found out that God actually loves his people. Yeah. Isn't that shocking? You find out that when it's all said and done after all the fire and brimstone, you realize that the fire and brimstone was designed to make you feel guilty, to manipulate your emotions so you felt so bad about yourself that you opened your pocket and you spilled it all out as if putting your money down was going to be the sacrificial lamb that you would pay for the redemption of whatever you felt bad about. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Why? Because first of all, Jesus is our sacrificial lamb. So hey, 
That was the Old Testament. Behold, all things are passed away. Did we just read that? So all things are new. All of that is gone. Jesus now has stepped into the the void and has removed the veil, it says here, between God and man. So now we don't need to take our pockets out and put down any sacrifice. All we need, the sacrifice of God is a contrite heart. Come to God and say, you know what? I messed up so bad. It, 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 let me put it this way. When you go to God, go to him like you would go to your parent. You ever want something from your parent and you know you messed up and you know the only way you're going to get it out of them is by being nice. So you go to God and you say to your parent, dad, mom, I messed up. I did it so wrong. I'm so wrong for them to say, okay, well, here is what we do to get out of it. Don't do it again. Well, that's what God wants. You come to him with a contrite heart and you say, I messed up. Let me start over. Give me another chance. And you will find that his word is true. As Jesus said in Matthew, 70 times seven in one day. That's how many times he has forgiven us in just one day, not over a lifetime. So you can't run out of the multiplicity of his forgiveness And you can't run out of grace. But what you must do is have some cognitive reasoning to realize I can't keep doing the same thing over and over. It says right here in the scripture, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. He didn't specify that it was just tears of loss. He didn't specify that it was just tears of sorrow or tears because I lost my house, my job, my car. He said all the tears. So all the stuff. I find that as I get older, I have more time to think. I'm no longer rushed in the mornings. I'm no longer tearing through the day because I have to get the kids ready for school, drop them off, get to work, do what the boss says, work, work like a little worker bee person. And then I have to worry about the commute home, pick up the kids, go home, make dinner. I'm no longer rushed. I have more time to think. What some of us are finding is that as we get older, we make space and time to think. So when we start thinking, we start all the stuff. You know, psychologists will tell you that delayed childhood trauma, that stuff that happened in our childhood, it comes roaring back at us later on in life. Yeah, it does. It comes roaring back at us later on in life. And when it comes, it comes like a sucker punch. And for most of us, it knocks us off our bearings. That's why in midlife, all kind of stuff start going crazy. You start losing your job. Stuff gets crazy. Especially in America, there's the ageism thing that's real bad. But then the emotional disconnect here, what happens is you end up having trouble. So it starts manifesting in your relationships with the people you are close to. Before you know it, marriage is off, relationships around are off, and you're just like, what on earth is going on? The residual stuff starts adding up and it starts coming. I like to say the piper has to be paid. So the piper is coming to be paid and we're not paying attention. Then when you sit down and realize all the stuff that you went through, you start taking stock and you look at your life and you say, all the stuff that I went through has caused me to be where I am. And you feel some pity for yourself and you start crying. Man, come on, just say amen. Just say amen. Shaking your head like I can't believe that. Some of the stuff that have happened to me, I can't talk about you, but let me talk about me. Some of the stuff that happened to me, Even I feel sorry for myself. 
Even I have to sit down some days and wonder. You know what I had to do? I had to really ask, God, are you there? Are you hearing me? Were you present when this was happening? You know what I found out? There was a purpose to the craziness. I found out that there is a real thing in this life. That there is real evil and there is good. And that the people who set out to be decent and good are often attacked and obstructed by the people who set out to be evil and bad. So there is God and then there is Satan. And it seems the two are always at war. Satan is always striving to hurt the people while God is trying to prove his love. The more God tries to prove his love for us is the harder Satan tries. This is why the church has disintegrated because Satan did his perfect work. Satan knew that you were going to be in need of God's love. And Satan set this up long before you were born. Let me put it back this way. Long before your great, 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 great grandmother was even thought of. Satan set this up so you would not have access to the grace and mercy of God. That is how powerful Satan is. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Satan isn't powerful. I'm not going to sit here and deny that evil exists. In fact, that is what Satan wants you to believe. If you can sit there and deny evil and deny that there's nothing to worry about and there is no evil, that in itself is what is going to make us lose the battle. So then what is the remedy? G. O-D. His name is God. Okay, you don't want to call him God. Call him Jesus Christ. Call him the Son of God. That is the remedy. The love of God is what is going to save us. So when you read this scripture now, you have the whole picture. So now you know the whole, whole picture that, you know, there were some bad things that happened and Satan's been at work. But here is what God is telling us. He has come to save us. This is why the story of redemption of Jesus Christ is so important. Because the only name I have found that demons respond to is Jesus Christ. When you're being attacked, say Jesus. When you're being hurt, say Jesus. When you're being attacked, when they're coming at you with everything, say Jesus. When your head can't take any more problems when your business has left your spouse is about to walk out the door they're driving off with your car and you don't know what else to do say jesus and bring him into it amen amen the bible says he that sat upon the throne behold he says i will make all things new let's be clear all these things have happened this is why god tells us don't look behind come on don't look behind. Say to yourself right now, right now, I am not, say it, I am not going to look behind. Come on. I'm not going to look behind. I'm not going to look at the former things. Say it out your own mouth. I'm not going to look at the former things. I'm not going to look behind me. I'm not going to think about the former things. I'm not going to think about the things of the past. I am going to look forward. I'm going to look new because the Bible says that God says, behold, I will make all things new. And he instructed me to come this morning and tell you because he says these words are true and faithful. See right there in verse 5, Revelation 21. I didn't write it. It says these words are true and faithful. In fact, I'll tell you one thing. Go back through the entire Bible. These words are true and faithful. What you need today. You think you need a loan from the bank. What you need is this word.
This word is true and faithful. What you need is God. When God comes into your life, when you listen to God, I promise you say a prayer, any prayer. Start by saying the Our Father. You don't know any other prayer. Say Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, let's go read the Our Father prayer. When you're finished praying it, just sit still. The thoughts that come to your mind, that's God by his spirit giving you instructions. Because you're saying to God, I'm laying down everything. I don't know what else to do. Harriet, I don't even know where to turn. What do I do? Stop the presses. Stop the stressing. Listen to these words that are true and faithful. God is going to wipe away every tears from your eyes. That is true. That is faithful. Look at me. I can't talk about you, but I'm going to tell you how I know that it is true. I could not sit here on this, the 27th day of August in the year 2023 to tell you that God shall wipe away all tears if I had not lived it. I read these words and it was a promise to me, much like you're hearing it now. It is your promise. Hold on. This is the promise. But you're hearing these words from someone, as they say, have had the lived experience. So I have experienced it. I have lived to see God wiping away all the tears from my eyes. So I was married to this man. We had a child together. We were supposed to put some money away so she could go to college. Yeah. He beat me up. He threatened that if I didn't turn the money over to him and, you know, the money is in a dual account. You know how that works. We're married, so it has to be dual account. If I didn't go to the bank and turn all the money over, it was $25,000. Sounds like a little money today, but back then it was a lot of money. Okay, this is 30 years ago. He said if I didn't turn the money over, he was going to beat me up further. So I turned the money over. Guess what happened? We ended up with nothing. Guess what? We ended up with nothing. Can I be honest with you today? How God wiped away all tears? That same child whom he thought would not go to college, she has a law degree from Valparaiso University Law School. She has a bachelor's degree from Michigan State University. Ask me how I know that God is going to wipe away every tear. So when I, as the mother, sat there crying to myself, wondering how this child was going to go to college, What did God do? He gave me the promise that he's going to say found here in Revelation 21 and 4 that he's going to wipe away all tears from my eyes. There will be no more death, no more sorrow. So what is the death there? The death there is not necessarily physical death. It's also the promise that in the time to come when God comes to redeem his people, we won't have to go through death again. But the death here in terms of what you are experiencing right now is death in your finances, death in your money, death in your job, death in everything. God is saying, wipe those tears from your eyes. I have something better for you. I have something so much better. It's going to promise you and I'm going to make all things new. He's going to give us a new heaven. You're going to have a new experience of life and new joy, a new relief. That's what he's going to do. So come with me, my friends, and hear these words that are true and faithful.
God is going to snap it open and he's going to give you a supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance from everything that ails you. I promise you in the name of Jesus, as this comes to a close, God is going to set you up. He's going to bring it to pass and he's going to wipe every tear from your eyes. No more pain, no more sorrow. That's a promise that I have lived to experience. I lived it. And if I lived it, God knows he will bless you with it. In the name of Jesus, everybody, it is so. Be blessed, everybody.